You're listening to a Chirp Radio podcast. For more interviews and stories, visit chirpradio.org slash podcasts. I'm sorry that I haven't been around much lately. I promise I'll try twice as hard to make sure that I'm home on your birthday. My name is Ari and you're listening to Chirp Radio. I'm here today with Alex Leahy. Hi, my name is Alex Leahy. I'm an artist from Melbourne, Australia, and I'm back here in Chicago touring my second record, Festival Art Club, and it's great to be back. So drinking a day and work through the alphabet, now all this time has gone by. We're hard to track down to see just for the hell of it. I don't get invited to parties anymore, if I've done something wrong, it's because I'm never home. I think this is like my fourth time here now and it's great it's so beautiful um like the architecture is so amazing I'm sure everyone like says that and it's like it's I feel like I've seen like all sides of it now like I remember the first time coming to Chicago it was so like bitterly cold but like when you're here in the summer it's like incredible and I feel like this like it's actually not dissimilar to Melbourne in that way although Melbourne doesn't ever get that cold yikes you can definitely be gray you know yeah you came in the cold. I'm sorry. But also, like, <laughs> everybody wants to talk that mess. Like, no, Chicago is so awful. And I'm like, actually, it's for, beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful. And for artists, the winter is so important to us because we have time to, like, make it happen. We need, we've got that indoor activity. Totally. It seems like you enjoy making music videos. Can you talk a little bit about how that's been and what you like about making videos? I actually really don't like making music videos. I'm not the type of artist who loves the camera. So um, I find it really difficult and that's sort of why people are like, oh, you know, like your videos have kind of got this like quirky like DIY like quality to them and like, you know, they really connect to that which is amazing but the reality of it is that like I just want to do it quickly and I also don't have any money. So it sort of like ends up looking like that and they're like, that's such a cool aesthetic that you've like found and I was like, oh, it found me. <laughs> yeah. But um, I mean it is cool like how much people like connect with them on their own and that's why I want to keep doing them and that's why I do keep doing them but like it's definitely not one of my favorite parts of the job but you know it's good to be challenged so yeah it's pretty fun. Does that not transcend to what it's like being on stage when you're like being in front of a camera being on stage how do those feel different? Um, I think that like on stage it's not there's something about it that's less on cue that I think like I like more and also probably I've just like I've been doing I've been playing music live for almost a decade now it's just a matter of like practice um and something that I'm more comfortable with and it's definitely like that activity is way more um in line with being a musician than making music videos you know musicians have only been making music videos for maybe the past like what 30 years or something like that so yeah thank you MTV you sound description of your new LP, uh, The Best of Luck Club, it talks about your, and this is direct, propensity for taking the minute details of the personal and flipping it public through anthemic pop punk. 
what is the minute personal? I think I didn't write that, by the way. Um, and someone who's, someone who's a far better writer than me obviously wrote that. Well, do you agree with it or do you feel I like? I do. I think it's definitely an interpretation of like of what I do. But the way that I interpret what I do, of course, is just like I just wrote it, you know, like there, there's no interpretation for me other than like the deeply personal. That's amazing that it can be sort of like summarised in something as eloquent as that. It's kind of funny because like I really identify as more of a macro type person um, like I really love like big picture kind of like thinking and so it's kind of funny that my songs come out in a way where people connect with the, the minute details within it. So that's sort of really interesting and maybe that sort of says something about myself that I didn't know. So like it's kind of cool. Like one of the best parts about writing songs in my opinion is what I learn about myself in the process and I feel like reading something like that is, to me is like, oh, actually maybe I don't see the world in the way that I thought I did. And that's kind of cool. I mean, I'll take it for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that it's when I read it, it felt powerful. And I think it is powerful the way that people use art to process and to heal and to connect with the world around them and yeah. to um, feel connected to other people. Also, what it was talking about is how this arc from your first album to this one. Totally. I mean, like to speak to what you were sort of saying before, like about, you know, the beauty of like music and that kind of thing. I feel like as I've gotten older and I suppose when I say as I get older, it also means from one record to the next. Like it's kind of funny. Like I think that I was, you know, maybe five years ago, like much more of a black and white kind of person, whereas now I sort of like lean into the grey a little bit more. And, you know, even this morning I was having a conversation about, you know, the music industry and and sort of about like how people are always looking at like the numbers like in relation to music, which is a very like black and white thing. And I remember kind of saying like and using that as a gauge of success, right? And I remember sort of saying like when when did people lose faith in music? Like when did they lose faith in like art being, you know, quote unquote successful on the basis of like how it connects to people and like how it sort of lasts through other other people as well? And I think that that's like sort of something that's almost been forgotten. And maybe five years ago I would have been like looked at the numbers as a way of like gauging, you know, how things are going. Maybe the subject matter has sort of shifted like because of that thinking. I don't I don't know yet. Yeah, it's been like definitely an interesting thing to kind of like muse on and like think about as an artist, yeah. Yeah, you, oh, you mean making art is not a capitalist venture? No way. Totally. <laughs> uh, but that's real and that's something that you have to deal with. How do you – Rec kind of reconcile like that space of being an artist and also you have these do you have like these numbers to you have to think about I don't know like it's interesting especially with like I feel like now more than ever the numbers not only to the artist but to the public are just available like you go on Spotify and it shows you how many streams you know you go on YouTube it shows you how many views like it's all they're all so available to us and they're all can either be really like gratifying or demoralizing, you know. And sometimes it works the other way. Like as a music listener, you might find a song that has like only a few thousand streams, but like you know about it, like, you know, and that's the coolest thing ever. You kind of have to ignore it as much as possible and acknowledge that like sometimes you do pay attention to it and that's okay, like because, you know, it's there. A couple of months have gone by. I feel the same, don't know.
and I just, I mean, for you, like, the numbers are high. Your listenership is big, and that's, I mean, that must feel pretty cool. I just want to connect with people. Like, for me, it's about quality over quantity, and that goes for everything I do. You know, I think there's definitely, like, attitudes with among artists where it's just about, like, you know, throwing as many darts at the board as possible until something hits a bullseye, which it maybe inevitably will. I don't know. I think I'm more of a nurturer than that kind of approach. And maybe I'm like... What does that mean? Um, like I like to sit with something for a little bit more and like really sort of like let it find its own way. Like I think that sometimes things are just out of your control, like especially as a creative and you just need to let it like happen. But at the same time, like I love putting out records. Like I love writing songs and I love working with other people. I love playing shows. Like that's not to say that I'm not like a hard worker, but like I think it's like just about allowing yourself to genuinely be creative which takes time and honing your craft and being a young person you're well how old are you I just turned 27 yeah happy birthday so you know yeah you got you've come so far but also you probably see like you have a lot more time to spend totally it feels like the beginning every year like I feel like I learn more and more that's what's so great about this job is that won't ever stop learning like as long as you're invested in it like it'll always give you like gifts to have you back again from your cowlick to your black rms Taking the time, it's been a pleasure. I clasp my heart because I won't ever stray. You've got me wrapped around your finger and then back again. And you deserve to know the way I feel when I watch you use your thighs to turn the steering wheel. You're the only one for me. Find this and other interviews at chirpradio.org slash podcasts. Chirp Radio, hear what's next.